of the World is one of the most beloved Christmas carols. Written by Isaac Watts, Joy to the World was based on his study of Psalm 98. The carol was first published in 1719 with a melody different than the one sung today. The more familiar tune was written in 1836 uh, after the writer combined various pieces of Handel's Messiah. Because Psalm 98 was written before the birth of Jesus, the original readers rightly read it as a celebration of the victories God had given them and a proclamation of the Messiah's coming. To them, Psalm 98 was about the coming of the Messiah. For us as modern readers, Psalm 98 is both a historical proof of how God did what he said he would do and a prophecy that parallel to that of Revelation 19, 11-21 dealing with Christ's second coming. It is then, Psalm 98 is then both a Christmas song and an ap- apocalyptic song. Psalm 98 demonstrates why the world has joy. First, in verses 1 through 3, we'll see that we have joy because the Savior is born. In verses 4 to 6, we'll see that we have joy because God is king. And in verses 7 to 9, we have joy because God is judge. Let's begin with verses 1 to 3. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wonderful things. His right hand and his holy, holy arm have gained victory for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his loving kindness and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. We have joy because the Savior is born. He begins by telling us to sing to the Lord a new song. As believers, as Christians, God has given us a new song. A song that we can sing because... We know Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And one of the things we sing about is the fact of the wonderful things that he has done. How his right hand, his holy arm have granted victory for him, for us. The Lord has made known his salvation. That is, he has shown Christ the Savior of the world. He has put him on full display for all the world to see as he hung there on Calvary, as he became the sacrifice for sin, he who knew no sin, in order that our sin could be atoned. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Again, Christ is the righteous one who has been revealed. And he has remembered his loving kindness and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. Going all the way back to Genesis chapter 12, God promised Abraham three things a land to live in, a seed who would come forth that would be a blessing to the whole world. Land, seed, and blessing. Jesus Christ is that seed. And one day that seed is going to return. Jesus Christ is going to return and reign over the land that God promised. And the people of God, Israel, will dwell in that land. And he's going to be a blessing of the Gentiles. Already we are as Gentiles being blessed because salvation has been offered to the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now as we think of those first three verses, there's an interesting parallel between Mary's song in Luke 1, 46-55, and Psalm 98. And it's very striking. In Psalm 98, O sing to the Lord a new song. In Luke 1, Mary says, My soul exalts the Lord. Psalm 98, he has done wonderful things. 
Mary said, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Psalm 98, his right hand and his holy arm have gained victory for him. Mary says in Luke 1, he has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in the thoughts of their heart. Psalm 98, the Lord has made known his salvation. He's revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Mary says, and his mercy is upon generation after generation towards those who fear him. Psalm 98, he has remembered his loving kindness and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. And Mary said, he has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy. Obviously, Mary was heavily influenced by Psalm 98, very familiar with Psalm 98. And upon hearing the angel's declaration that she would be the woman through who the promised seed would come through, her mind went right to Psalm 98 as she sang her song. So we have joy. We can have joy to the world because the Savior is born. There is joy. There is joy to the world because God is king. Verses 4 to 6. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of the melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Shout joyfully before the King, the Lord. God is King. And so the whole earth is to shout to joy. Now, the whole earth isn't shouting for joy to the Lord. Particularly right now, though, Christians, we should be shouting to joy for the Lord. But there is going to be a day when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is coming a day when the entire whole earth will shout for joy. And not only should we shout for joy, but you know when it says here, shout joyfully, it means that we should be, we should be bursting into jubilant song with music. We should be so filled with joy in God as King that we cannot contain it. With joy because the Savior is born. We have joy because God is King. And the king has come. And finally, in verses 7 and 9, we have joy. There's joy to the world because God is judge. Verse 7. Let the sea roar and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth, and he will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. Now again, for the original readers, that they... they only understood that Jesus was going to come, the Messiah was going to come, and he was going to do all of these things. He was going to be born as their Savior, he was going to be their King, and he's going to be the Judge. What they failed to understand was that there were two comings of the Messiah. A first coming as the humble servant, a second coming as the conquering King. Here in verse 7 and 8, all creation is told to rejoice in the Lord. The rivers clap their hands. Think of the mighty waves of a rushing uh, river crashing into each other it's like the clapping of hands. The mountains sing together for joy. Why? Why does all creation sing together for joy? Because the Lord is coming as judge over all the nations. He's going to judge all evil in the world. He's going to make everything right. When the Lord comes, He's going to restore all things. He's going to restore creation. And that's why creation sings forth in praise to God. He's going to expose every false religion. He's going to expose every violation of his law and judge it. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord and he is judge. The psalm finishes by saying that he's going to judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. When God comes to judge, he judges in absolute fairness. He's all-knowing. 
He knows the particulars of every situation. He's all just. He's always going to make the right decision. He's all powerful. He's going to execute proper judgment against sin. And he's all loving. And so he has provided a way of escape for his people who have put their faith in him. You know, as we think of the song, Joy to the World, the first stanza reads, Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let the earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing. That first stanza is based on verses 4 to 6 of Psalm 98, where we are told to rejoice in God as king over all the earth. Here in the song, the whole world is encouraged to rejoice that Christ has come and to receive him as their king. That line, let every heart prepare him room, is a subtle reference to Luke 2.7. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. It's one of the reasons this song has become known as a Christmas carol. The second stanza reads, Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks and hills and plains repeat the sounding joy. This second stanza corresponds to Psalm 98, 7 and 8, where all creation asked, is asked to join in song. The fields, the floods, the rocks, the hills, the plains. In stanza 1 of the carol, Watts called Christ the Lord and King. Here in the second stanza of this carol, Watts calls him Savior. Again, this ties in with Christmas through the angel's announcement, Luke 2, 11, For today in the city of David there has been for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The third stanza, no more let sin and sorrow grow, no thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. This third stanza corresponds to Psalm 98 verses 1 and 2, which speaks of God making his salvation known to all the nations. As far as the curse is found, so will God's salvation be known. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God put a curse on them and all of creation. In Genesis 3, God said to Adam, Cursed is the ground because of you. It will produce thorn and thistle. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. See, when Christ comes, he reverses the curse. Now, when Christ died on the cross, he began that reversal of the curse. And when he comes a second time, the curse will be entirely eliminated. There will be no more thorns, no more sin, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. Romans 8.21 says the creation itself is going to be liberated from the current bondage of decay that it is in. There is coming a day when Christ returns that the creation will be brought into glorious freedom just as the, as the children of God are. The final stanza of the song says, He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love. This final stanza of the carol, Joy to the World, corresponds to Psalm 98, verse 3 and verse 9. God judges the world in absolute truth and fairness, yet He also gives us grace through Christ, who paid the penalty for our sin on the cross. So what is the Christmas carol, Joy to the World, all about? The same thing that Psalm 98 is all about. Joy to the world. Why? Because God sent Jesus into the world to be our Savior. It's joy to the world because Jesus is, is the good and righteous King over all the earth. And it's joy to the world because Christ is going to come again and reign and judge over all the nations. He's going to judge all sin and wickedness. He's going to make all things right. 
including the creation that we're surrounded by. Psalm 98 celebrates God's involvement with people. It, it's in, it, it celebrates the work of God that began in Bethlehem. You know, as Christmas is, uh, is surrounding us, it would be good for us to, have, to wear biblical bifocals, to have bifocal vision. We need to look back at Christmas time. We need to praise God for the glorious gift of His Son, Jesus. But we also need to look forward to Christ's return when Jesus will come again and bring a righteous conclusion to all things. And then we will begin to fully enjoy the wonders of His love for all eternity. Let's pray. Father God, we thank You for this season of the year, this Christmas season, Father, in which we can reflect on the birth of Your Son. And Father, we are mindful in Psalm 98 that Your Son is coming. He has come. He's come as a Savior. But He's going to come again as King and Judge. And Father, we live in this interlude. And I pray that while we live in this interlude, while we see wickedness abounding, that, Father, we might not lose heart. That, Father, we might not grow weary and discouraged. But that, Father, particularly at Christmas, we might look back and know that your Savior did come. And because of that, there is joy. And that, Father, regardless of how great the wickedness is around us, regardless of how great the, the deception is around us, the sin that is there and seemingly growing that father god we can be joyful we can have joy in this world because we know he's coming again and he's going to come a second time this time as king and judge and i thank you that it is your people we won't be judged by him but rather we will reign with him and what a great and glorious day we look forward to when we enjoy the full measure of the gift we were given, the gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. We pray this in your Son's precious and holy name. Amen.